your teammates from those years. You mentioned, you know, Hackett is one of my all-time favorites, another, uh, you know, Hall of Fame kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but so many guys from that team contributed. I know it it takes the the collection, but it was a collection of leaders and characters, and sometimes the leaders were characters, right? <laughs> <laughs> You had a defiant character, because in my head, I'm thinking something else. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everybody. Westcon Football Podcast. Mark Pisterno with the coach, Joe Loth. We're going to have a very special guest, as all of our guests have been. Uh, This man... What an impactful player he was during the Pascaloni era. Glenn, the sticker, worthy. Oh, talk about it. Talk about a guy who could play his D uh, by his sophomore and certainly uh, by his junior year, considered one of the preeminent conference linebackers and regional linebackers as well, Coach Loth. Yeah, excited to get uh, Glenn Worthy on here. He's on our defensive record boards, a name that I obviously know just from knowing a little bit about the past history of Western Connecticut, and that's why we're doing these, get guys like Glenn Worthy on this podcast, talk to him about you know, the days with Coach P and all those things and, and his success he had on the field, off the field. So really excited to have him on the podcast. And today he's impacting youngsters in New Haven, so we're going to get into that as well. Yeah, excited. And also, you know what we're excited about? Uh, I, I I sense we're excited because another WestCon football alum who has tasted great success um, has, uh, has decided to hook up with the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. Tom Feely, who is the one of the uh, owner-operators of Vision Design. Uh, you know, does signs and stuff, uh, graphics and stuff in, in the Danbury area. Is decided to be a podcast sponsor, our first official podcast sponsor. So we're uh, excited that Tom's going to uh, envision design is going to be a, a sponsor of the podcast. And the amazing thing is, it, you know, it, it, we're talking about a, a company that serves the tri-state area. So I don't want any alum to feel neglected because this is a tri-state area company no that's question. joining us here for the podcast. And a former alumni that's a really good center here at Western Connecticut, ah. a really good player, and has been a supporter. We talk about Tom Del Vecchio being on here. Uh, Tom, a very similar uh, supporter of WestCon football, uh, you know, behind the scenes and, and with some other things. So excited that he also wants to, uh, you know, sponsor the podcast. Absolutely. So we thank Tom and we thank Vision Designs for joining up. And speaking of joining up, we're going to join up in just a moment with Glenn, the sticker worthy, the Westcon football podcast. Don't go away. Welcome back, everybody, to the Westcon football podcast. Bart Pasterna, along with the coach, Joe Loth, and we're joined by one of the most esteemed members of the Westcon football fraternity. Mr. Glenn Worthy, the sticker, the Hall of Famer. <laughs> so glad to have him with us. And now the impresario of, of all things educational, just about in New Haven, my man. How you doing, Glenn? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I cannot complain. I've been blessed. Well, we were blessed to have you in our presence in playing football at WestCon. You know, Coach Loth is, uh, has always made it an effort 
to uh, to touch base with those who have been an important part or just any part of Westcon football history because we we want to ingrain in people that there is a history here. You know, some people say, Glenn, because yeah, uh, we're we're Westcon, you're on the New York border, so you're you're more in New York. Ah, oh, but you're New England, so you're, and so sometimes people try to ignore us. But Glenn, nobody could ignore what was happening in Westcon when you and a few others arrived on the scene to turn the beat around, my friend. Yeah, those are magical times, right? Because um, when we came in, I think it was 55 freshmen that came in that year, uh, along with, I think, 20-odd uh, veterans. Um, and I remember those times. I mean, it, competing for a job, believe it or not, you know, to get a chance to play. It was a great time at the, you know, um, I think Coach P did a great job and his staff, a great job of assembling a group of kids who came in who wanted to play football and wanted to compete and, and do well at Western Connecticut. Um, and I thought our first year, you know, uh, going 7-3, we thought we were on the road to do some special things at West Con. Yeah, Glenn, hey, I got a question for you. Like, who recruited you? You know, what high school did you play at? And then how did you ultimately choose to come to Western Connecticut over those other schools that were looking at you? Great question. Great question. Um, I went to World Cross High School in New Haven, Connecticut, um, where I played, believe it or not, guard and defensive end. Um, and I also ran track when I was at, um, at Cross. Um, I was second place in the state open my last year, my senior year. But I played guard in high school. So go figure. Um, Who was coaching the high school I, that had you at guard? Uh-huh. Who was your high school coach that had you a guard? <laughs> Pete Barbarino. <laughs> um, I had I had the pleasure to have Coach Pascaloni come um, to recruit me, um, and I wasn't heavily recruited. Obviously, I you know I had a few schools where I remember Karaki Southern's probably heavy. I think Coach Pete put it this way to me, and that's what kind of. Um, got me to choose Western Connecticut. When he said, you could be a big fish in a small pond and do well um, and have, have an opportunity to start. Now, when, I, when he promised me that for me to go to West County, I'd be a fullback. Um, and so I was like, oh, wow, I get a chance to carry the ball. So obviously that made me uh, wanted to come to West County. Um, when I got on campus, he, you know, uh, he and I had a nice conversation about defects. Um, I really did love defense, and and so um, he had me an outside linebacker, um, and um, and I got my position coach was Mars Petrosio, uh, who I thought did a really great job in, in coaching me and, and the fellas. Um, he spent a lot of time with us, you know, um, especially uh, after practice, uh, going over you know small drills. And I think I got better. You know, I didn't play much my freshman year. It was my sophomore year where I really, I thought I came up, I started to understand um, uh, college football better. Uh, well, the terminology that, you know, we have versus high school. Um, so being around Mark Petrosio um, really got me prepared my sophomore year. And I thought my sophomore year, I really, I played more and, and got more comfortable and became more aggressive as I become comfortable with, you know, with the defense. 
And so uh, I think, you know, I think some of Morris I, I developed as a player and then as a young man. Morris still coaching in, uh, in the state of Connecticut. He's become a high school coaching legend. Yeah. I, I got a chance to coach with him uh, when he started up at Staples High School. Um, I was with him for a couple of years, and I you know, went that back to New Haven to coach at Wilbur High School and then eventually coached at Treasure High School with Mark, with Mark Eckie. Well, I'll tell you, I, I can remember, because, uh, you know, Coach Pascaloni loved to throw around nicknames. I mean, you ended up with, I know a lot of people say Mr. Stick. I'll always remember the sticker, uh, Glenn Worthy. <laughs> you know, and, and there were so many nicknames that he loved to throw around. But he also liked to make sure that the media at the time, meaning whether it was Tommy George or Jim Stout or Ed Flink from the News Times or myself, and he, I can remember in your freshman year, even though it, we didn't know all that you could do yet, he would always, when referring to you, say, it's a young man with unbridled passion, unbridled passion. And I'm just, I'm sitting back going, oh, okay. you know, if coach is throwing around that stuff, you know he feels he has something special that's developing. And it was that way for yourself and a few others uh, who <laughs> came by during that time, the Mongillos, the Hackett's, the Maguras, et cetera, uh, these are, are all guys that he and the coaching staff could see something in. Uh, so I, I get the feeling that when the connection was made uh, in recruiting, they weren't just throwing stuff at a wall. They wanted certain types of, of folks who they knew could acclimate and acclimate fast enough. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think he was looking for guys who who loved the game of football, right, and who wanted to compete. Because um, I hate losing, um, <laughs> even in practice, right? And I made sure people understood that. Um, when we practice, we got to practice to win. Um, and, <laughs> and so um, I'm sure I've been labeled as a bully um, because um, I want I want us to win so badly, you know. Um, being at Warbur Cross High School, we were kind of mediocre, you know, six and four, five and five. You know, and once we got that first taste of it being seven and three, and we know we had something special, I wanted to make sure that you know we didn't lose momentum. And you know, we made sure our practice was very intense. You know, as Coach P would say, make it intense and make it personal. So, you know. At times, we got at each other and make sure that, you know, we all did our jobs. Um, if we if we didn't, you know, guys would make sure you knew. Um, and I think that I think that kind of brought us all together as a team because um, we refused, to, you know, to allow anyone to um, take players off. Um, it was very important that, you know, we play every play, every practice like it's our last practice. Uh, and I think those are the type, type of guys that Coach Pete wanted uh, for his, his team. And um, he got his wish. So it was it was interesting, even off off the field. Let's put it that way. How big was the word <laughs> accountability when referring to those teams? How big was the word accountability? And how much meaning did it have behind it? it, it to me, it doesn't seem like a word that was just tossed out there. Right, yeah. I mean, and Coach P talks about that a lot, a lot right? Um, and, and at different times, uh, holding each other accountable. Um, 
And we did. I mean, even, you know, during film, we talked about, you know, accountability. What does that mean for us? Um, and the thing is, we just never want to let, I think we love Coach P so much, we did not want to let him down, you know, and and love the fact that we're, at, you know, at WestCon. Um, we didn't want anyone in our community to let down, let those guys down. So we kind of really worked hard and, again, hold each other accountable for, for the work, um, even in the offseason, you know. You know, even though we were a Division Three football team, you know, when Coach P said, hey, we're, we're going to be working out all season, we were all there. You know, um, so we felt that that's our obligation to be there and, and, and hold each other accountable by being at those workouts. And so um, I think Coach P used it, you know, um, not use it, but treated you know, Westcott as a Division One program. You know, that's how intense the program, the the, the, uh, the workouts were, and the accountability was. You know, um, there was no downtime for us when it came to football. Hey, Glenn, got a quite another question for you, Coach P. In film sessions, you just had a, <laughs> you just you just messed up on the field, and Coach P. is is rewinding your film and talking about you. What is that film session like? He had me in tears one time. I never like to tell people this. Um, so Mark Patriarcio got sick. And uh, Coach P was our, uh, became my position coach for a week. Um, and they filmed, back then they filmed also, you know, the, the he uh, is relentless about technique, where your foot placement is, where's your hand supposed to be. If it's, if it's not six inches, you know, you're too far. I mean, it, it was... Every little detail mattered to him. Um, so it was so intense. Um, and I could, so there was a days I could not, could not get it right. I just couldn't do it. Like there's one, one technique I had to do. When, when you get an outside release by the tight end, use your inside foot to, 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 to cross over and, and to match his, his steps. I could never do it. To this day, I, still, I couldn't do it. I would do what like Lawrence Taylor do. I would do it with an outside foot and, and, and try to jam him that way. And use my speed to, 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 to get to, to get leverage. No matter what, even though I I stopped the tight end from outside releasing on me, it, it he didn't it didn't matter. To it wasn't him. good enough, right? It wasn't good <laughs> enough. You didn't do not what I tell you to do. The inside foot, jam him and drive him back. Hey, so so what have you taken uh, professionally uh, from playing football at Westcon? So I think the work ethic. Um, is what I, I took from Westcott. Um, it, it wasn't easy being at Westcott for me, right? Uh, either academically or even athletically, because I wanted to play right away. I had high expectations for myself. So I struggled my first couple of years at Western Connecticut, right? Um, I think being part with, you know, Coach P and that staff and, 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 and showing me how to manage my time, how to, you know, you know, Worry about the small details, and and, and then um, and work hard at everything that you do. Um, I think led to me where I am today. Um, I mean, who would know that you know at this time I would be Dr. Glenn Worthy, um, Chief of Educational Service at DCF. I mean, I, I couldn't fathom being here, um, but I think is it hasn't you know got to be done with it has to be done it has because of playing football and being at Westcon and, and, and working hard you know every day to be the best best person that I could be what was your what's your path then like you graduated from Westcon 
And I know everyone has a different path and sometimes it's not a straight line. What's been your path to get to where you're at right now? Yeah, right. Because uh, when I first got to WestCon, um, I don't think they have that anymore because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. They had what's called basic studies. So I did that for a couple of years. And I finally got my um, bachelor's degree in health education. Hated being in the classroom. Didn't like it. Um, so I went and uh, worked in residential, did that for a while, and then went back to school, got my master's in school counseling. And that kind of launched me into my uh, educational career. You know, um, at Westcon, Glenn, you were, you, you had numerous awards, uh, ECAC awards, all that sort of stuff. The one thing I'm trying to rectify here, you aren't this man with this, this fantastic educational career in New yeah. Haven. Do you ever tell the people in New Haven that you were a Pizza Hut All-American? Because, <laughs> you know, the pizza in New Haven, it's the best. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, I, I don't. I don't talk about that at all. Um, but it was well-deserved, Glenn. Well-deserved. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. No, I, I don't talk about those. Uh, it's funny. Um, I was at Principal Hills High School um, for the last six years, and some of our kids would go down to Westcon, and they go through the Hall of Fame, and, and they see it, and they, and they come back, and they talk about those things. And I don't. I kind of like gloss over it. So, yeah, I, I did play at Western Connecticut. Those are the best years of my life. So, you know, if you have a chance to go to West Guy, you should go. Do you uh, but other than that, I really don't talk much about football. Uh, but you spent a lot of time connecting with kids and, and I know helping a great many on, on their paths uh, to make them better persons, to make them uh, better students, and to prepare them a little bit more. Uh, for the for the real world, and uh, I, I'm sure there are kids back from your day, my day, who all wish that we, we had somebody like Glenn Worthy looking out for us back then. Yeah, and I tell kids, I mean, um, if I could, I feel if I could do it, I think anyone can do it, right? I, I said, you know, I wasn't the best student. I think I just worked hard at, it. Um, and that's what you want want to do. I mean, if you really want. Uh, a better results for yourself. If you really want to be out of your situation, you just got to work hard at it. And that's the only way you're going to be successful. You know, no matter where you go, West Connecticut, wherever you go, you just got to work hard to be successful. We're going to take a quick break. We've got a little message coming up, and then we're going to return with the sticker himself, Glenn Worthy. Maybe, maybe find out uh, what his... Uh, most memorable game was. So I was just thinking. That's uh, what I want to know. And you know, a few other things like that. But we'll take a break and we'll be back on the WestCon Football Podcast. Folks, today's podcast sponsored by Vision Designs. Vision Designs, a full service screen printing, embroidery, signage, and promotional company offering their services to the tri state and New England regions since 2003. They've had the reputation as an industry leader in all their fields of operations. Vision Designs, proud sponsor of WestCon Football and the entire program, my friends. You can contact them through their website, visiondesignsct.com, visiondesignsct.com, or you can call their main number, 98. Welcome back. Westcon Football Podcast. Bart Pasterna, Coach Joe Loth, and Glenn Worthy. Uh, 
Westcon Hall of Famer. Not, uh, you know, I think Hall of Famer in many areas beyond uh, football because when you talk leadership, you talk about the likes of uh, of Glenworthy and certainly an impactful player. And I'm sure, you know, when kids came to see those games back then, uh, kids started thinking about playing football at Westcon. High school kids, because they saw yourself and many others having success and I think playing a brand of football that was very appealing. They, they're... There's no hit left behind <laughs> from that Westcon football team from those teams of your particular era. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they, like I said before, I mean, it was it was a great time. I mean, um, I thought it was strange, that, you know, not strange, but I think it was um, smarter, Coach P. You know, the, the brand of offense that we ran. And the defense that we ran um, kind of made us successful. We ran, you know, we were on the bone. Um, not many teams run the wishbone back then that we faced. Um, so to prepare for that in a short period of time is tough, right? And our defense, we were multiple, we were multiple defense, multiple three, four defense, uh, where I got a chance to play either on a tight end or play on a on a split receiver. Um, so being multiple and being, you know. A different type of um, offense than anyone else. I think it made us special. Yeah, and it was exciting for us because I mean we were scoring a lot of points at the time. Hey, hey going back to your playing days, uh, memorable wins. Like, what game do you still kind of look back on, man? That was a good win, or maybe one that got away. What, what, what are, where are you? Oh, at? Jesus! Yeah, I can, I can do <laughs> both for you. The most memorable win, uh, I think, was against St. Lawrence. And the reason being, I had a friend who played at St. Lawrence. Um, and St. Lawrence is beating us. They are lined up a field goal, blocked the field goal, and ran it back for a touchdown. You blocked it? I blocked ah. it and picked up and ran for a touchdown. And that kind of turned us around. And uh, uh, I think we got another turnover, and then the offense got the ball. And, and then we never looked back since then. I think the one that got away... It's us at Plymouth at Plymouth State. Um, and I remember this so vividly. Um, and the defense that was called called Storm. And what Storm was is the, is the outside linebacker who was myself and a strong safety coming off the edge. But if the if the back goes in motion, you have a man-to-man. Now, Joe Dudak, this is <laughs> this is why. This is my sophomore year. Joe Dix goes in motion, goes to Pat Hackett's side. Pat Hackett, he and I talk about this all the time. He had, head, he had his head down and didn't see Joe Dudek go in motion. We both come off the corner. Joe Dudek is in the secondary by himself. Quarterback throws the ball, touchdown, and we lose. 14-21. That was in. And for those who need a reference, Joe Dudek, uh, I don't know how many Division three. Football players have made the cover of Sports Illustrated. He might have been fifth ridiculous. in the Heisman that year. And he, he, yeah. he was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. For as often as often as people would comment to me over the years about this player, that player, how the heck did he fall through to uh, to Westcon? Joe Dudek, hey, come on. What are you doing there, son? 
He's um, he was unbelievable. <laughs> Hard to tackle. He's a tough runner. He wasn't big kid, but he's a tough, tough kid. Oh tough. yeah. Oh yeah. He was. If somebody referred to him once uh, at a game I did up at Plymouth, they referred to him as a comic book character, a comic book hero. You know, like if you, you can imagine a guy built like him doing that stuff in the comic books, but to see it in real life, you're going, yeah. What's he doing yeah. with the Panthers? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How did you fall down there? Yeah. <laughs> they got lucky. Yes. They got lucky with that guy. Yes. Yes. But hey, look, call it luck. I call it great uh, coaching and recruiting. Uh, your teammates from those years, you mentioned, you know, Hackett is one of my all time favorites, another, uh, you know, Hall of Fame kind of guy. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but so many guys from that team contributed. I know it. It takes the the collection, but it was a collection of leaders and characters, and sometimes the leaders were characters, right? <laughs> you had a defiant character, because in my head, I'm thinking something else. Because <laughs> <laughs> we did have some characters, and we had some great kids, guys who like Jamie Prunty, Scott Lakatos, um... Bobby Mileniak, Bobby Mileniak, they're my characters. But, I mean, we have a host of, of I call them the renegade of guys uh, from New York, Jersey. Um, I mean, these guys, and it's funny because in practice, we always talk about who's better, Connecticut, New York, or, 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 or Jersey, right? And we try to, you know, in practice, say, oh, yeah, I can, I can hit you harder than, you know, Connecticut hits harder than New York and New Jersey. You know, we had this, this thing that who could knock each other out, you know, one-on-one drills. It was just kind of crazy stuff they were doing, you know, but looking back at it. Talk well, about characters. Yeah. Those, yeah, those are characters. Oh, Prunty's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, we, as soon as we can get, because it's uh, the pandemic has slowed yeah. things down a little bit, but he's guaranteed to uh, be yet another member from that era who will uh, make it into the into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Magoor is already there. Uh, you know, yeah. you talked about fullbacks earlier, and you were uh, thought to be a fullback. Hey, well, Magura was like a – he was like oh. three different types of offensive players rolled into one, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he, was, he could have been a halfback. He could have been anything. He was a good athlete. Oh. He was, and he was, he was our fullback. Yeah, and, and like yourself uh, today, Michael, a great family man and a very – successful uh, individual. So many guys, you know, from that team, you know, they, you know, they pop up at you and you go, I'm, you know, I feel like a dad sticker because <laughs> I'm so proud of what all you guys have done. Yeah. 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 We got, I, I tell you, we got lucky. I think being at Westcott was, was, was the answer for me. It was at least, you know, again, I say that, you know, being a big fish in a small pond you know, Westcott kind of was small enough for, you know, you get the chance to know the professors. Um, I think for me, that was important for them to know who I was as, as a person. And if I needed support, I knew where to go. Um, I, I think, you know, that small environment made me successful. I think if I went anywhere else, I'm not sure I'd be sitting here in front of you right now. Hey, you're a guy who went honest. to the two A's. We, we all want to get back to the two A's, right, Coach? We want to, want to get there, want to get there. Because, you know, things have changed. The landscape has changed for the NCAAs and some layers once available to division three are no longer there. So, you know, it's, it's almost two A's or bust 
um, in, in the world these days. You got there. How did it feel getting there and, you know, sort of being the, the pioneers, planting the flag? Yeah, that that, that was fun. Um, I, you know, um, have that opportunity. Not many people get have that opportunity, right? Um, I, for us, I, I think that was, uh, again for me. This is a memorable thing. Who'd you guys play? Um, in the, who'd you guys play in the first round? <laughs> we played Montclair State. Montclair was they were very good. Do they have Sam very Mills? Good. Do they have Sam Mills that year? Either that year, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, don't remember. Had, I don't think they had Sam that year. No. They had a great quarterback, though. The kid that played in the movies, all the right moves. <laughs> oh, he was a quarterback. Really? That's a he great, was, that's a he great was movie, good. actually. He was good. Yeah. But they, he was and, good. And, but they were a team that was kind of used to being, being a postseason yeah. team. In yeah. Fact, we were a little nervous. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. play? Did you guys play him there, or did you guys play him at home that year? No, we played him oh. there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Bad drive up the jersey. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was. It was different. But here's here's the thing: you got there. You had gone where no Westcon football team had yeah. gone before. They've been back. They've they've had some luck in that area. Coach Loth with great recruiting. A great bunch of kids and a marvelous staff is, yeah. you know, is work there. It's, I think it's even tougher than ever before. Unless you're a conference winner, it, it's almost yeah. impossible, right? Yeah, you got to be. You know, there's only two not. There's only two second place teams in the country that have a chance out of the, the big Wisconsin conference or Ohio conference and stuff. So in this neck of the woods, unless you're winning your conference, yeah. you know that's. Yeah. That's it, and there's, um, you know, they've tried to create some secondary stuff. Yeah, we've played in three or four bowl games in the last nine years. So yeah, there's, there's right. some cool things that we played in bowl games, and and uh, because of the, you know, Division three football has the least amount of access to the NCAA playoffs. Yeah, if you're in one double A, you can finish third or fourth, go seven and four, and make the playoffs. But Division three football has the least amount of access. They've created some local bowl games that are actually pretty cool to go to. If you finish second, you know. But, um, but man, you know, I know for these fans in this facility, we, we'd all love to see it happen again. As, speaking of <laughs> facilities, facilities. How, how, how were they back in the day, Glenn? You know what's funny, Glenn, is, is, is we had Coach Leonard on here talking about your practice field. I heard, I heard, I heard it actually. Yeah. You know, Those um, are great stories right there. <laughs> Because we always got we always got promised by my sophomore year where we will have that field that you're you guys are sitting on now. Uh obviously we never got a chance to play on it. Um and and it's funny, um, so the defense practice in this rock field um by the old school, I forgot what name of the school. I don't know, it was Roberts Avenue, I think it's called. Yeah. If I'm going back. Um but the football field, <laughs> you have us all on one side. Um, it was, it was, I mean, it took a while to get used to about that. We didn't care because we we're playing football at that time. Um, and I remember, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the bring our, our, our uniform, our, our, our practice gear to, um, to, um, to the laundry room where uh, I think it was Leo was the equipment manager. 
remember correctly. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes you don't get always get clean clothes. Sometimes time it's, you know, a little dirty, but we didn't care, right? We just knew that, you know, that's what the way it is, and we're just going to play football no matter what. Um, but I think the highlight, though, um, even though the facility wasn't, you know, where it is now, um, guys, I'm telling you, very lucky today. You know, we did get a chance to, you know, um, you know, fly. I think when we, I'm going back to memorable days, uh, flying to Ohio and playing Wilmington. Was it Wilmington? Uh, Dayton. Was it Dayton? I can't remember. It was a, a NIAI school, right? If I remember correctly. I remember flying out there and playing. Um, I thought that was the best thing, you know, um, even though we didn't have everything. I think Coach P made sure that, you know, he treated us special, though. Yeah. I think that was more important to me than the, the field and what we didn't have. Um, I think, you know, having him, um, he always made sure that, you know, everything is kind of first class to, to him and us. Yeah, they took some trips to over the years. Uh, during that, during th- they took some trips uh, o- over his tenure and a little bit beyond into Akron and Dayton. You mentioned Wilmington. Uh, I can remember going to, to Salisbury. Uh, you know, for for it was it was like where where did these games <laughs> pop up on the on the schedule? But he found them, and and his yeah. you know successors found them, and. Um, it, it made things a little more, a little more intriguing, I think. But you know, back in the day, on that field, uh, it was it was it was a real vacation, you know. Because when Coach P said three three yards in a cloud of dust for Magura, <laughs> he wasn't kidding about the dust, you know. <laughs> hey, Glenn. Yeah, the story of him. I find it funny the story of him bringing his farm equipment up just to fix the field. I think that's the funniest thing ever. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I, I, and, and there was a rumor one time that he wanted to put tomato plants in so he could continue his deal with Subway that the family had. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, can you tell us exactly what what you're doing now? Because you you really have uh, done such a marvelous job in the field of education. And uh, tell us what you're doing now. So now um, this is only two months on the job. I am I've been appointed as chief of educational services. So I see over I oversee all the educational programs for all our students who are in detention or in, in, in uh, incarcerated facilities. Well, that sounds like a challenging job. Yeah. Uh, Potentially very rewarding, though, it sounds like, too. I, I, yeah, there's some there's some uh, some challenges to the position that I, you know, I obtained. Um, there's some reform, obviously, I have to uh, undertake. Um, we, we've been... Uh, investigated by the Department of Justice for um, inadequate educational opportunities for students uh, and other mental health issues they found. Um, so I was appointed to make those corrections. So it's not going to be easy, for, believe it or not, because I work for DCF. I'm overseeing DOC's agency. So is this a, see how, is this a learn on the on the job kind of thing where you got to kind of learn as you go a little bit? Oh, oh, definitely what it is. I'm on my feet every, yes, 
Yeah, yeah, because there's no blueprint on what you know how it should be. Um, so I'm going to create it like a, a big district school district. Um, there are 15 facilities in Connecticut that I have to oversee and try to get them all aligned and all on the same page, which is going to be difficult. Sounds like a great uh, kind of at your point of your life, new challenge, right? Like truly a new <laughs> challenge, and and probably wakes you up every morning ready to go a little bit. Yeah, you know, so. I've been fortunate. So this is my third school, well, I'll say district, where I have to do some sort of reform. So the first school I took over was an elementary school, K-8 school. Um, it was been a failing school for years. And and the superintendent appointed me uh, there um, when I did the turnaround school where you have to interview all the staff to see if they'll come back. I did that, laid off half the staff and... and um, <laughs> And um, recruited a, a younger staff who was, you know, gun hole and, and really wanted to work. In two years, it got the failing list. Huh? Um, was there for seven years, and I decided I needed another change. So I went to become a director of adult ed. Did it for two years. wasn't much of a challenge. Um, then I got the job at Hills High School. Challenge. Um, challenge. Yeah, to say the least. To say the least. Yeah. Um, I thought we started to get things moving at Hillhouse, too. Uh, we implemented a lot of programs, did a lot of partnerships with uh, both University of New Haven and Gateway, where our kids, upon graduating, be getting associate's degrees. Okay. Um, and so um, I thought we did a lot of great things there. Um, kids started taking more AP classes, more college courses. And so it, it, I thought we were getting to turn around a little bit. But then this job happened to open up, and I was approached by a friend to apply um, and so here I am trying to, you know, fix the justice system in, in Connecticut. Now, do you, do you tackle the, the problem? Do you do it the coach P way or the LT way, you know, with, in terms of your footwork? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, this is difficult because, uh, politics is more involved in, in this versus, you know, being a, public school. Um, I think I'm going to do it my way and use my outside feet <laughs> versus my inside leverage. Uh, but so, yeah, I, I think I have to try to do it my way. I think because that will allow me to sleep at night. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, it's this, this has been, uh, again, another memorable chat. I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Take it out the time. It, people don't really, you know, a lot of people sit back and go, Oh, Educators, people involved with education, they get so much time off. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. Am I right? Am I right, Sticker? Come I, on. I, I wish, I, I mean, if, if, if you account, uh, I, I look at it like this. If you think about um, babysitting or daycare um, and the amount of time, how much you pay for those people to do that amount of work, it's cheap versus what we do. You know, I, I think, I know for me, you know, um, I think I take it personal. Um, you know, this is some of the stuff that like, you know, Coach Laws just talked about. It does keep me up at night because I always try to figure out how to, how do I make the lives better for the kids I serve, right? Um, and that takes an impact on on you and your health-wise and it has an impact on your family because, for me, and what I'm trying to get better at is that even when I'm on vacation, I'm thinking about about school. How do I make it better? 
And I'm sure a coach does the same thing when he's, you know, when he's away with his family and thinking about football. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I got to find I got to find a quarterback for next year. So I had that, that, that constantly rolling in my mind where I can't relax because there's so much to do. Um, and so there's no downtime for people like us or people in education. It's just not. Um, we're constantly thinking about our kids and how do we make their lives a lot better so that, you know, we can have more successful kids come out of our systems. Yeah, but the great thing about that mindset that you have, and obviously we have as coaches, is there there is definitely a reward at the end. You know what I mean? When you when you can impact people's lives, there's definitely a reward. So I'm sure you've seen that over and over in, in your career, whether it's at the high school or at the elementary school or all over the place. Yeah. But, does, know, but um, does your wife appreciate the, t- the reward that you get out of it with all the time that you put into it? <laughs> That's the old dilemma, I think, right? I think, she's, I, think she's, I think she just puts up with me at this point. <laughs> I, I understand that 100%. I, I don't think she, she's not happy, but I think she just puts up with yeah. me at this point. Uh, well, Glenn, I want to wish you continued success. You know, we always love to see your face if you come, uh, come down and, and, uh, and visit. I'll, I'll bring it up again. Prunty will be getting in the Hall I'm, of Fame. I'll be there. That's my that's my sidekick. I got to be there. <laughs> I'm going to definitely be there. Yes, for for Seamus, as he likes to be called <laughs> these days. <laughs> uh, that will be that'll be great. We'll be able to play catch up then as well. But I want to wish you the best of success. Uh, the kids in New Haven couldn't be in better hands than with you, uh, Glenworthy, you. and uh, you know. It's it's great when we can have these continuing stories on a week-to-week basis uh, with folks who have uh, utilized their time at WestCon, enjoyed their time, sure. and and then, you know, gone on to very productive careers. And in your case, helping so many people. Oh, my gosh. I can't yeah. thank you enough. Thanks again, Glenn. Thank you. Appreciate it. Glenn, Coach, really if you ever need me, come down. Let me know. I'd yeah, love to come down. Yeah, I appreciate it. And like you said, I love getting uh, guys here, especially before I've I've coached here on here to talk about the history. And I and, uh, love having you guys involved. We'll definitely get you down. Please do. Guys, have a great one. Yeah, thanks again. Appreciate I'm on the next meeting. <laughs> We're going to ramp up this edition of the Westcon Football Podcast. Bart Pasterna, Coach Joe Loth. You know, we've been talking about is some different things and, and, and a new podcast sponsor. But before we get to that, a little marketing idea here, Coach Law. So what do we I was got? Just thinking this. Do you remember the uh, uh, the Warren Zevon song? Werewolves of London. Werewolves of I, London. I, I do know but, that song. Okay, Werewolves of London. Uh, Kid Rock then ripped it off. <laughs> uh, it doesn't count. Werewolves of London. All right, now get this. Get this now. Just think of it in your mind. Visualize this. Now, Westcott is now the wolves. Yes. Okay. Not werewolves, but get this in a sign. Instead of where, W-E-R-E, wolves, it's W-E-A-R, werewolves of Westcott. And then we put that up right before the merchandise stand. Werewolves of Westcott embedded in people's brains to buy the merchandise. Yeah, not a bad idea. We'll have to talk to the merchandise guys. Oh, we, much we, better do we, idea. Do we have to do that? Can much we just be- do it on our own? Much better idea <laughs> than the Duran Duran uh, Wolf song that was recommended last <laughs> podcast. 
Well, that's hungry like a wolf. That I think gets played at the concession stand. <laughs> you know, we want we want people to buy buy food at the games as well. So we're going to wrap up this edition. We thank Glenn Worthy for being with us. One yeah, of the best great. and brightest. He was great on here too. Ah, uh, love him, and we do love our our new podcast sponsor joining us now. And once again, I want to thank Tom Feely, uh, one of the owner-operators over there, played center here in the 90s, great player here, and we'll have him on the podcast in the future, too. I'll have to talk to Feely about that. Where Wolves of Westcon <laughs> sign over the uh, merchandise stand. We'll do that. Sounds good. Until next time, Bart Mister to Coach Joe Hoth, the pooch as well. Hello. Making, <laughs> <laughs> making things happen behind the glass. Uh, thanks for joining us. This has been the Westcon Football Podcast. The Westcon Football Podcast is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us find new listeners. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WCSU Podcasts, and feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening.